you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live. Featuring the experts of NFL.com. Arian gets the ball, running to the right side, through a hole, gets in, touchdown, Arian Foster. Here are your hosts. Michael Fabiano. I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. And Elliot Harrison. I'm only a droid and not very knowledgeable about such things. Not on this planet, anyway. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210 XM87. And uh, you are not on the Millennium Falcon. You are listening to a fantasy football show. I'm Michael Fabiano. Joined, as always, by my very handsome and debonair partner, Elliot Harrison. Uh, and... What a week it was to be named Matt if you're an NFL quarterback. Matt Moore? No. Matt Stafford, finger injury, busted up four picks last week. Matt Castle, finger injury, could be out for the year. Matt Schaub, foot injury, could be out for the year. And if you're a Texans fan, it's bad news now that Matt Leinert is going to be your quarterback for the foreseeable future. And when you talk about the quarterback position... With Michael Vick also being injured, all of a sudden you've got to look at some guys that you may have not been starting this year, looking at matchups more. Maybe Carson Palmer is now your guy. It is a tough week, especially with four teams off. Right, it's our to last be week dealing with quarterbacks. Last week of the buys, uh, Houston Texans, uh, I believe the Texans, Steelers, Saints, and Colts are on a buy. So if you were rolling with Curtis Painter, uh, you got to go. Bless to- you. Well, you're out of the playoffs now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, listen, your point's taken in both fantasy and reality terms because, listen, the, everyone was anticipating the Texans to take the South. And even though Schaub's put up disappointing fantasy numbers, if you have him on your team, you never want to see a guy hurt because he gives you options and he gives you matchup options. So I know a lot of people have been benching Matt Schaub this year as they've gone to the run game with Ben Tate and Arian Foster Fabs. But it sure is nice to have him sitting on that bench when you need him. Yeah, and here's, here's our breakdown of what's going to happen in Houston now. Matt Leiner takes a snap, hands the ball to Arian Foster. Matt Leiner takes a snap, hands the ball to Ben Tate. Matt Leiner takes a snap, hands the ball to Arian Foster. 
Matt Leinart drops back on third and long. And throws a nine-yard out. And checks down to Owen Daniels or Joel Dreesen. And I'm not saying this is terrible news for Andre Johnson. Clearly it's not good because Matt Schaub uh, is head and shoulders a better quarterback than Matt Leinart is. But uh, you know he's back He's back in Week 12, Andre Johnson. And regardless who the quarterback is, you've got to play him. He is a playmaker. They are not going to go away from him. So not great news that you're going to be having to throw the football uh, Leonard's going to be having to throw the football to Johnson, but by no means does this mean that Andre Johnson is a risky fantasy play. He's just too good. Well, let's get into some news and headlines that have fantasy impact. Ahmad Bradshaw, uh, not mm-hmm. good. Uh, not expected to play this week against the Eagles, which I'm not surprised about. This really makes Brandon Jacobs a very solid number two fantasy back this week. The Eagles have not been good against the run all season long. The G-Men will continue to utilize Jacobs in a featured role. If you have Jacobs, roll with him as a two or a flex. Yeah, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw is not the only big-name running back that's having injury problems. Darren McFadden is killing a lot of people's fantasy teams out there, especially if you weren't able to get Michael Bush, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't, because I didn't want to roll the dice that early in our draft. Uh, Darren McFadden is looking awfully questionable, if not out, uh, for Sunday's game. And I have McFadden in two leagues. I was able to grab Michael Bush in both leagues. So I'll tell you. It's not been bad at all to be without McFadden when you have Michael Bush. And we, we talked about this in the preseason. There is no greater handcuff in fantasy football than Michael Bush because Darren McFadden is always banged up. He's never played a full season. He's not going to play a full season again this year. And the drop down has been minimal at best. I mean, 30 fantasy points last week, scored double-digit fantasy points in his first start. Michael Bush is going up against the Vikings who are all banged up on defense. He's a great, great number two. I think he's a borderline one. Well, in in fairness to McFadden, uh, you you referenced Michael Bush's point total and how they were you know clearly that's higher than most running backs, but McFadden was having a monster year yeah. before he got hurt. The dude's a beast. He just can't stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, if he had the durability of uh, of Adrian Peterson, he'd be top a three top pick. three pick every single year. Which can't do it. Which we should discuss who should be number one overall pick uh, later in the show. But let's get back to a few more injuries going wide out here. Jeremy Macklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks could be a no go. Yeah, it looks like he is maybe a game time decision, questionable uh, at best with uh, a couple of injuries. Deshaun Jackson will be back for the Eagles, and you know, big whoopee with with the bye week. Uh, you know, you probably have to play him, but look at the numbers in his last three games against the Giants. He's done nothing, Zippo. And if you look at the Giants defensively against number one wide receivers. They have been extremely tough this season. So, uh, and in fact, only one number one wide receiver scored double-digit fantasy points against them in their last five games. So, Deshaun Jackson in there, maybe Michael Vick's not. Maybe it's Vince Young throwing him the football. Deshaun Jackson is, is really turning into one of the biggest busts of the season. Yikes. If we have Tim Tebow and Vince Young starting on the same weekend, we're going to have two of the ugliest throwing motions <laughs> in the history of pro but football. Let Tebow st- Scores points, buddy. Uh, I, that is that is tough to argue with he right now. Points. Uh, speaking of young players, AJ Green, another wideout that's having injury problems. Right, had that knee. It, it looked bad when it happened. Uh, clearly, hyperextended that knee during what was the only catch of the game uh, for him against the Steelers last week, and he said uh, that he'll be a game time decision. So that's something you have to monitor. Also, if he doesn't play, clearly. More targets for Jerome Simpson, Andre Caldwell become fantasy options. So that's something you need to watch out for uh, as the week progresses. But really, is there a member of the Bengals outside of A.J. Green, assuming he plays, that you'd start 
in Baltimore after this team got whipped by the Seahawks? I don't think so. You know, I think that that uh, one guy that people have been keeping on their bench, hoping that he'll come back and play, is Javid Best. And mm-hmm. Best looks to be quite a ways away. Some people wonder if he'll be shut down for the season. Uh, how do you see the Mo Morris uh, as an option? We are in a bye week, so it's it's plausible. Mo Morris has got the best matchup of any running back in football. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the numbers, the Carolina Panthers have a lot more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the league, but. The Detroit Lions Twitter reported today that Javid Best was in attendance at Lions practice on Wednesday. I don't know if that means he practiced or if he was limited or maybe he was just hanging out. But uh, it's something to watch. And if Javid Best was dropped in your league, you need to pick him up right now. Well, you know, when I'm rolling with my fantasy team, it sure does encourage me to know that a guy watched practice. I mean, that, well, it says in attendance, so I, I don't know what the, exactly that means. But that, that really makes me feel all warm and fuzzy for my fantasy team as I'm uh, rolling another week potentially without Darren McFadden in my lineup, which is absolutely killing me. Uh, I barely won this week by one point uh, without McFadden, thanks to having uh, a, a nice game from Romo and Jordy Nelson. But but Javid Best, I, the problem with the Lions is more than just his injury troubles, Fabs. The problem with the Lions is they just don't commit to the run at all. They don't run on third and short. They don't run on second down. Even with Job at Best, you were hit or miss. And I always thought of Job at Best really as a, a flex play. Yeah, he's a two. I, I think he's a two, but uh, an inconsistent two and an injury-prone two. We can actually talk to Jamie Dukes coming up in our next segment uh, from NFL Network who plays in a couple of fantasy leagues, and Jamie and I always get into it on Thursday Night Football at NFL.com live. Uh, talking fantasy, but I'd like to hear Jamie's opinion on the Lions. This is a team that came out of the gates on fire, sort of stumbling over the last couple of games, So, uh, and especially with the situation with Matt Stafford. With that finger, four picks. He says that it wasn't an issue, but man... It sure looked like it. It sure looked like it to me. Well, the Lions, I, I, I think they're in for a crash and burn. I, I'm looking at 9-7 and seven from them, and... and you know, if Stafford has to put the ball up 50 times, is it great for your fantasy team? Yes, potentially. He ended up having still having okay numbers. He threw the four interceptions. He had 300 and some odd yards against the Bears. But I worry about his health. I mean, it, with no threat of the running game, I've been saying it all year, I just don't know how Stafford could get through the full slate of games healthy. And frankly, he hasn't. This is his second injury this year. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, our colleague Adam Rank said, well, you know what, Stafford has got to be a little bit confused right now because normally he's – not made it this far into the season because he's injured. So, uh, But I'm going to be interested to see what Jamie Duke says about that. And Jamie, uh, well-versed on all kinds of topics, fantasy or otherwise, uh, plays in a couple of fantasy leagues with us. And uh, like I said, he'll be joining us in the next segment. Well, a couple more injuries that you may have already heard of, but we should at least touch on them. Uh, Willis McGahee, not mm-hmm. looking good for Thursday night. Uh, no Sean Marino has been shut down. So Lance Ball looks like your play there well, as it stands right McGahee, the, the there's been reports that the Broncos are at least a little optimistic uh, that he might be able to play. But as Elliot said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lance Ball. Hamstring injuries can be sort of tricky. That is going to likely Short be week. something that you're going to have to monitor. If you have McGahee on your team, hopefully you were able to get Lance Ball off the waiver wire because we know no Sean Marino is done for the season. Uh, the thing is, it's a good matchup. You know, the Jets haven't been good against the run this year, and the Broncos are going to run the ball 98% of the time now. Pretty, pretty <laughs> they much. They could be down 40 to nothing and still run the football. <laughs> so 
I think that's going to be an ugly knuckleball of a game. I'm, I'm predicting 17 to nine Jets winning that. Uh, but let's stay with the injury theme real quick. Uh, Dallas, Washington, Miles Austin, still not ready to mm-hmm. go there. Uh, Laron Robinson, he's a guy worth looking at, and and uh, he's clearly the number two option as far as the wideout position. He's had big numbers. He's had a lot of touchdowns recently. Mm-hmm. Had caught a deep ball against the Bills. Had a nice fantasy game. Right. Uh, also, Dallas injury wise, Felix Jones coming back. Yeah, and I'll tell you something, and we talked about this uh, earlier in the week. If Jason Garrett dares, dares to give Felix Jones more than 8 to 10 touches a game with that kid Murray running the ball like he's Adrian Peterson Part 2, we are going to Dallas to occupy Cowboys Park. Because as fantasy owners, you can't stand (laughs) to see a coach make a dumb move like that, just like Todd Haley with Jamal Charles and starting Thomas Jones last year, and we're thinking, what the heck is Haley thinking? He's got an explosive player there, and Thomas Jones is 32, 31 years old and running on bald tires, as you like to say, right? Making the car reference. Garrett can't do it. The Cowboys are hot right now. They've got a few winnable games coming up in a row, including Miami on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, no Leon Lett and hopefully no snow in that contest, but Murray's a guy that you have to start now. He's, he's become a must-start. Three games, uh, three or four games, he's been huge for fantasy owners. Let me tell you, if Carrot Chalk decides to, uh, as I like to call Jason Garrett, if he uh, <laughs> de- if he decides to roll with DeMarco Murray and Felix Jones in a running back by committee, there will be a mullet-filled lynch mob yes, there descending will. Yes, on there will. Jerry no World. Doubt about that. There's no question about that. Uh, a couple other little injury notes. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I'm sure you've heard about Matt Castle, Tyler Palco, uh, gosh, Fabs, what do you say about Tyler Palco against here, the Patriots? Here, it's it's a good matchup, right? The Patriots, the Patriots secondary. They stink against the pass. Their defense is awful. Here's the thing: you hear the word Tyler Palco, the word you know, the name Tyler Palco, and you're thinking Keanu Reeves in the replacements. No, that was Falco. If if I uh, if I'm correct, but do not overlook a guy so quickly in the day and age where quarterbacks rule the National Football. I'm not saying. He's going to be the second coming of Tom Brady. Uh, you know, Drew Bledsoe goes out and Tom Brady comes in, and now he's a superstar and he's married to a supermodel and he's going to the Hall of Fame. But when Tyler Thigpen became the quarterback for the Chiefs in 2008, no one knew who the heck he was. He was from Coastal Carolina. No one expected much from him. He became one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy over the second half of that year, and he had tunnel vision to Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez had 10 touchdowns that year. Palco at least knows the offense. He's been with the team. Maybe he has tunnel vision to Dwayne Bowe. I am playing Dwayne Bowe this week. I have Dwayne Bowe in four or five leagues. I actually traded Beanie Wells to get Dwayne Bowe in a PPR league just now as we are speaking. So I'm not totally down on Dwayne Bowe. It hurts his value to not have Matt Castle, but Matt Castle wasn't doing that well anyways, and that offensive line needs a lot of work. Well, what do you feel about Jackie Battle as a play in lieu of what's going on with their passing game? They're in a wide receiver by committee. Obviously, you have a backup quarterback in there. I think Jackie Battle is a solid play. I think he's a flex, man. McCluster still sees some touches. Thomas Jones still sees some touches. I really – he's a flex play to me. Uh, he really is. I don't think he's an exciting running back. I've never been in love with him. Uh, certainly was a guy to pick up off the waiver wire because of opportunity. But if they can't establish that passing game – and defenses focus on the run, battles in trouble. Uh, this week, because of the matchup, I think he's a flex play. Well, we need a break, but we're going to have Jamie Dukes from NFL Network. My man. And uh, our colleague on NFL Live, NFL.com Live, mm-hmm. which is our live look into the Thursday night contest, which is, of course, Broncos-Jets. Uh, Jamie will be joining us next. And then later in the show, we're going to get to start and sit him. 
and uh, a couple guys that uh, might be sleepers for your fantasy team. NFL Fantasy Live, back in a sec. Now, the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You know, I just imagine Ben Kenobi sitting there in his brown robe with a 12-string bass, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, with that music. I mean, I, that sounded like Pantera. I wasn't I wasn't. No, sure. that's Dream Theater. Was that Dream Theater? That's Dream Theater. It's Dream yeah. Theater. It sounded like soft Pantera to me. No. Soft Terra. I guarantee Jamie Dukes uh, has no idea what in the hell we're talking about right now, but he is on with us now. Jamie, uh, one of the best analysts on NFL Network. And Jamie... Two fantasy leagues this year. We're not going to talk about the NFL Experts Leagues where you're not doing so hot, but your squad in the NFL Network League that has the total access crowd, Jamie's team is 7-3 and three, riding the backs of Tony Romo, Michael Bush, and Reggie Bush. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Michael Turner and Reggie Bush. Jamie, question that a lot of fantasy owners have out there. How long before Reggie Bush falls off of the cliff? Because he's played real good. Do you expect him to continue this throughout the end of the season? Not at all, because uh, I, I expect him, you know, you probably think he'll probably be on the bench uh, with Obi-Wan. I would think you were going to say he's a 12-pack, <laughs> but, but that's fine. I, I didn't know where you were going with that, and that's cool. Um, but what I look at is this is the kind of player Reggie is, and he's just been able to stay healthy for the first time. That's, I mean, whether you want to consider it poor luck or whatever, sometimes players just go through that where they just can't stay healthy. I mean, it, unfortunately for him, he had a two-year run where he could not stay healthy. But you're seeing the abilities that he has and the way you use him is, is key. If you if you spread, and really the Dolphins are doing exactly what other teams are doing. They're using him in a multitude of ways, and it works. We were talking a little bit earlier about the Detroit Lions and, and how they were a team earlier in the year that looked like a, a serious playoff contender. Now they've had some struggles uh, and Matthew Stafford's finger injury, which he says did not affect him last week. I tend to disagree. Four interceptions. Are you worried about Stafford from a fantasy perspective if he's your quarterback down the stretch? No, because he's going to light it up no matter what because he's got Megatron. Now, if, if, they, if they, they wanted Fabs to be the receiver and that was going to be the case, then I'd be a little concerned. But the reality is, is he's got Megatron to work with, and uh, he went up against a Bears defense who's very familiar with him. Got into a bad rut. There's no question about that. Uh, the game got away. So you, you just look at that game. You burn up the tape. You don't even bother to watch, and you just keep it moving. But Stafford's going to put up numbers. That mm-hmm. we know. Well, for our younger listeners out there, Jamie Dukes was a uh, standout center in the late yep. 80s, early 90s. Played mm-hmm. in the NFC West, played for the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Uh, basically replaced a legend at center in Atlanta, Jeff Van Note. And I want to hit you on your former team, Jamie, the Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's put up big fantasy numbers the last few weeks. He's, he's he started off slow, but he's had some hot games at a big game against Indianapolis. But I still think their formula for winning is to go through Michael Turner. And this game cool. this week with Tennessee, I, I just see that as a trap game if you're playing uh, Matt Ryan at quarterback on your fantasy team. I don't think so. I, I think that um... – if they do what they're supposed to do, and that is continue to feature Michael Turner, play action off of that now with a more balanced approach and offense, they're going to have success. But that's, that's the whole key is that they have to, Michael Turner 
is the straw that stirs the drink. And if they're not getting him going first, then the big play action piece is not going to work. Now, mind you, if you want to drop back and throw it 50 times, then fine. He's going to be okay. He's going to get you some fantasy numbers. But, but the key to me for them to be successful in fantasy and on the field is they got to have that balance, and that balance starts with Michael Turner first. Jamie, let's talk about the Denver Broncos and New York Jets on Thursday night football on NFL.com. You'll be joining us clearly uh, on NFL.com live, uh, which everyone can check out there if they don't get NFL Network. I'm very interested to hear your opinion on Tim Tebow because I know Tebow has not looked good from a mechanics perspective, uh, but he's winning football games and he's scoring fantasy points. Would you start Tim Tebow as a fantasy owner against the Jets? And do the Jets have enough time, considering they played late in the week, uh, in week 10 to watch game tape and try to figure out how to stop what is a college style offense that a lot of these guys probably haven't seen at the NFL level. That's what's going to be intriguing. I would never start him just candidly just because, you know, if, if I've got Aaron Rodgers and people, you know, if I've got Vic or some of these other guys and people, some of these more established passers per se, uh, I, I would go that route. Now, if you're stuck with starting people over, say, uh, you know, uh, uh, Al, uh, the kids with Alex Smith, okay, maybe you start Tebow. But, but as it pertains to what he's going to do or not do versus the Jet, I think that's yet to be seen. Uh, he's going to put up numbers of some sort, uh, running the football, making plays there. He's going to score through. Rex is going to blitz. He's big and strong. So when those guys are going to come in and tackle him, he's going to shake him off and he's going to pop him for some yards. So as I look at what he can do, uh, you know, he is certainly capable of putting up points this week versus the Jets because, to your point, uh, they have not seen it. So, w- w- defensively, what did the Jets do? I mean, do, do you see eight, nine guys in the box? You have Revis absolutely. covering you, Decker. You, you might absolutely. That's exactly what you do. Nine or ten in the box if you wow. want to. That's why this is not a good stylistic matchup because the key point is is that the Jets – because they can take one guy and say, you get this cat. And then the rest of the guys, uh, you know, deal with something kind of what they did with Buffalo. They made Buffalo one-dimensional because the two outside guys, Cromartie and Revis Island, took care of everything else. And so that what that did was put them in a position where they could uh, basically uh, uh, just put nine people in the box. And that's the same situation that you have here. Looking at the other side of the the game on Thursday night uh, football on NFL Network, Mark Sanchez facing the Broncos. You know, Sanchez had a bad game last week, Jamie, and, and he did it a few weeks ago against Baltimore where he blew the game up for his team. Uh, Sanchez going forward, not only this game, but j- just the rest of the season, what are you expecting out of him? Because, honestly, I can't recommend playing him in a fantasy league, and I, I worry about sure the Jets' playoff chances. Sure, you can. You can get him to the playoffs. The defense is going to get him to the playoffs. There's, these are the same guys. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Sanchez, Freeman, all these guys are all struggling because they missed those 50 workouts in the offseason. But they're the same guy. In other words, you, know, you have to go back to the future. These quarterbacks are capable of managing their teams and doing something a little extra, but they can't get their teams to win Super Bowls with where they are right now. They're just not there yet. And so... By virtue of the ability to run the football, which their teams can do, by virtue of the ability for them to play defense, 
which their teams can do, they will be good, serviceable. I mean, you can literally take this conversation and put Joe Flacco's name on it. It's the same story. Jamie, uh, one of the things that I'm really wondering about on Thursday night is about San Antonio Holmes. Now, if you look at it from a fantasy perspective, the Broncos have given up a ton of points to wide receivers. But when I saw Chant Bailey shut down Dwayne Bowe last week, that has me second-guessing myself about San Antonio Holmes. Different kind of receiver. Different, so, kind of receiver. Different kind of receiver. you got two elements at play. Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because Bowe, big, tall, burly, physical wide receiver. Holmes is a stat back. He's a water bug type wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Totally different. He's, he's more sudden than both, which will give a guy like Champ Bailey a little bit more problem. But that's one factor. The second factor that you have to keep in mind is the fact that you don't know what you're going to get uh, from week to week back with Mark Sanchez, who the hot hand is going to be. They're going to run the football, okay? And, and after what happened last week, you can rest assured. They're going to be pounding the ball. So all those guys who got Sean Green, you know, put him in your lineup because Rex will go back to the future and ground and pound. That being said, when I compare the two, uh, and this is just my opinion, you guys are the experts, I'm always going to play a Plaxico over San Antonio. The reason I'm going to do that is because probably in the red zone, they're going to think put it up more so than trying to go to San Antonio where you're talking about getting points. So that's why... Antonio Holmes is necessarily a great play for me if I got the choice between those two wide receivers. I, I completely agree with you, Jamie. I think you, you go with the red zone targets there. But before we let you go, can I get a uh, prediction for to, for uh, tomorrow night's game, Tebow? Are you going to put your full weight behind him? Oh, no. Not, not because cause they'll go man outside, and he'll put nine in the box. So one guy may miss Tebow here or there with they're doing their running, whatever the heck they're running. But – because they got waves of guys that they can send at it because they got Cromartie and what's the name on the outside and, and Revis on the outside, I think they're going to be – it's just a bad stylistic matchup. I agree. I was just trying to see if I could somehow get you into uh, talking about Tebow a little bit more because, you know, we're required on the network I'm a to talk fan. about Hey, I'm a Tim Tebow fan. And so – the key is going to be how they utilize him. I think what was the comment that uh, the coach made is you can't run that other stuff. Well, they should have never been running that other stuff because they knew what they had in Kyle Orton. They knew what they had there, so you should have built, you know, you should have thrown that other stuff out and saw whether or not Tim could be a quarterback because they could be further along the path as they put the keyboard offense in just to see if the guy could play or not. Any way, any way we see Brady Quinn playing the rest of the year if Tebow doesn't get hurt? Well, because Tebow's 3-1 and one as a starter, right, this year? Right. You have to, and I think uh, Jim Moore made this point and talked about it, you have to make sure, you got to show the fans that he's not the guy, if he's not the guy. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you're going to have that Kane mutiny hanging out over your, over your head. So there's no reason. What is what is Brady Quinn going to show you that we haven't seen in his other life? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Brady Quinn to me is is a bust. You know what he is? He's a backup quarterback. Maybe Tim Tebow is not the quarterback of the Denver Broncos next year, but he is right now. He's well, winning football games. Maybe he is. Why are we saying he's not? I'm not saying if he's not. Gonna, I said maybe. Gonna, no, I'm saying if you're going to give Tim Tebow an opportunity, mm-hmm. give him a legitimate opportunity given his skill set. He's a different kind of football player, just like Michael Vick was a different kind of football player. So if you want to give him a legitimate shot, because guess what? You see how those players are rallying around him? 
Mm-hmm. No, that's that. effort. Okay, that's effort. You got. I got a lot of other quarterbacks in the league where the players aren't giving you that kind of effort. See what's happening up in Indianapolis. I can right. check into what's happening in Jacksonville. I can check a couple other places. So the point is, is let's see legitimately in a fair way because he is a unique talent. Whether he can do it or not, I don't know if he can or he can't. But the one thing I do know is that they don't give him a legitimate chance to at least see if he's the guy making the offense based around his talents, then they've done themselves a disservice. All right, Jamie, great stuff. Uh, we're looking forward to working with you tomorrow night on our NFL.com live uh, coverage and well, really I appreciate having you on. I'm looking forward to working with you guys. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I mean, the one little team I got over there that's one in whatever it is, yeah, uh, but that's okay. That's Three okay. and seven, and, and Jamie, you and I need to get together tomorrow night and have a little bit of our, uh, shall we say, discussions on uh, fantasy football that we've had in the past. And I'll try to make sure and shave. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be really All right, nice. Jamie Dukes, appreciate having you on. Thanks, and, Jamie. And uh, NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to get to more starts and sit-ems. We haven't even got into any starts and sit-ems yet, but we're going to get to start sit-ems. We'll start with the quarterbacks, and we have a good Star Wars discussion coming up next but for now it's your fantasy fix not a bad bit of rescuing huh you know sometimes i amaze even myself that doesn't sound too hard they let us go it's the only explanation for the ease of our escape easy you call that easy they're tracking us not this ship sister it's not over yet it is for me sister Look, I ain't in this for your revolution, man. I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be well paid. I'm in it for the money. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Pavs. Yeah, so we, we have we have entered a new level of geekdom <laughs> yeah, geek, on yeah. NFL Fantasy I'm Live. In, I'm in fantasy football for the money, Pavs. <laughs> I am. I'm in it for the money. You know, you are you're so passionate. Yeah. About, you know, you are. You're like that, that musician who well after his last good one-hit, you know, the one-hit wonder guy who had like a hit in 1983. I don't know. But, I don't like where you're going with no, this, Harrison. But he's still playing coffee shops in 2011. You're, you have that kind of passion for fantasy football. I'm in it for the money. I mean, I, you know, because there's big I, I, money I'm taking in fantasy offense football. to what you just said <laughs> because that would mean I'm washed up. Hey, you know what? At least your tooth's better. Yeah, well, barely. And, and that's important. I want to back reference, though, actually, a couple of things that we talked about in that chat with Jamie on the uh, – just put a bow on the Broncos-Jets. Uh, number one, I do worry about the Jets' playoff chances. I had them as my Super Bowl pick versus the Packers. And if Sanchez implodes in a, a very winnable game down the back stretch, they could end up getting lost in the in the fracas. And I, I, I just don't – I don't agree with Jamie on Sanchez being a good play going forward. As far as Brady Quinn – I asked that, Fabs, because I just wonder, is as good as Tebow's been uh, you know, in the fantasy realm, he, he hasn't played well. They're he's winning. He's 3-1. I know, he's but he's not one. playing Who cares? well. Listen, the dude, again, he can go out there wearing a ballerina outfit, do twirls and ballerina dances all day long in the backfield, and throw 50-yard dead ducks. And if they win the game, who the heck cares? He did do the unnecessary twirl against the Chargers. Yeah, listen. I got 2.5 fantasy points for that. He is great in fantasy football. No one can argue that. He scored 17 or more fantasy points in all but one of his starts at the NFL level, and he's winning games. And, and that's he, all that matters. And he loves kittens, too. I, you got a weird thing now with that, the, Harrison. The, you got a weird thing with that. Very important stuff here. We've got a whole Star Wars discussion that we need to get into uh, we want to know what you think 
is the best Star Wars movie. Uh, we're, now, we're, let's just rule out it's all... It's Empire. The, let's just rule out all the green screen ones. Can we please... It's Empire. So you say definitive vote It's not for even close. Empire. It's Empire. It's Empire. Any, any particular reason? I love that movie. I can watch that movie all day long and just geek out and... Uh, there's just no question. All right. Well, then you know we've got Jim in Florida who's got a waiver wire question, but I mm-hmm. I, I want to know what Jim thinks about this. I I have a feeling that Jim's going to say he is an Ewoks guy and Return of the Jedi is the best. Jim, you all with us? <laughs> yeah, I am, guys. Thanks. So, what's uh, the verdict? I'm, I'm I'm a little too old. I was I was young enough to appreciate the the original, so I'm going to go with the original because at the time when it came out, it was going into the theaters, a little kid ending up coming out wide eyed and amazed, and after that, as film developed, all the other ones were great. The special effects got better, but they didn't have the same impact as mm-hmm. they did when I was an eight-year-old kid walking in the theater and seeing the original on the big screen the first time. Now, when you were eight years old and you went and saw Star Wars, did you also go see Saturday Night Fever and beg your mom for a white vest? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately, even though I, no, that, I, I grew up that, in, in, in Brooklyn up north, uh, I didn't go see... Uh, that was only you, Harrison. That was only you, <laughs> that, that was only me, Jim. What's your waiver wire question? Um, a uh, question with, with some uh, injuries. I have Macklin, uh, and I'm not sure he's going to go. So my wide receiver three position has come down to Jabbar Gaffney. I have the Eagles defense. I'm putting in a waiver wire uh, move this week, and I'm probably only going to get one. Uh, and the question is, do we upgrade the Eagles defense and pick up the Cowboys? Am I better off with Gaffney and the Cowboys as a combination? Or do I stick with the Eagles defense and try to pick up somebody like a Vincent Brown? Is, is he an upgrade over Gaffney? Uh, the point differential there. Do I, so does it come down to you? Do you prefer Gaffney and the Cowboys this week or Vincent Brown and the Eagles? Well, I like the Cowboys' defense this week. I think they're going to get you sacks, which, as you know, gets you fantasy points. I think you had to like, Fabs, what you saw from Vincent Brown last Thursday. Yep. I just don't know what his shelf life is because once Malcolm Floyd comes back, he's going to be the third or fourth guy in that uh, pass attack because you've got Antonio Gates playing tight end there. So I really think you have to look ahead. Is the Cowboys' defense the unit you're going to roll with for the rest of the year, uh, or would you prefer to roll with the Eagles? Once Santana Moss comes back, and remember, he's not out for the year. Uh, he should be back, at least that's what we're, that's that's what what we're we hearing think. at this point. So Gaffney's value is very temporary, and Gaffney hasn't really done much this year. So uh, you know what? Uh, is there any better option out there than Vincent Brown? I mean, is Damian Williams out there? Uh, is there any other options out there? Is you're, you're talking about a one-week play, uh, really. You're talking about a one. Is Jason Avon out there with Macklin likely not to play this week, at least questionable at best? Well, the only thing I would say to that, to to counter you, is that if you're talking about long term, which you are with Gaffney, providing Santana Moss comes back and doesn't have any complications, is Vincent Brown. We saw the effort Vincent Jackson gave at the end of that Raider game. He has not been special. Uh, especially not as much as we thought he was going to be a productive receiver this year. Malcolm Floyd is Malcolm Floyd. He's pretty pedestrian, and Vincent Brown showed me a lot against the Raiders. He'll go up mm-hmm. and he will attack the football. And right now, with Antonio Gates not getting off the line quickly and often getting double coverage, or as you know, I like to say bracket coverage. You and your uh, bubble screens, bracket coverage, and it, does he look fat to you? He does. Gates? I, he looks a little fat. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I think Vincent Brown long term could have a lot more, certainly more potential than Jabbar Gaffney. So if I mm-hmm. had to answer that, I would say Cowboys defense is a good play, and I like Vincent Brown. Jason in Pittsburgh, what's going on, man? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Uh, now, now, why Jedi? 
Han Solo finally scores at the end there. Oh, uh, there you see. <laughs> you just like you just like seeing uh, Carrie Fisher, who was was quite devastating back in the day in her little iron bikini. Exactly. See, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, guys, you know, I uh, I I'm like sorry. your reasoning, by the way, on on Jedi. But God, the Ewoks just they really they really wear me out. But I'm sorry, I digress. What's your question? <laughs> hey, uh, starting. Quarterback question. Uh, I have a bunch I piled up on quarterbacks due to bye week, but um, can start two. It's uh, get um, a point for every twenty yards. Sanchez. I got uh, Palmer. I picked up Palmer. I got Smith, Cutler, and Tebow. Holy moly! Yeah. How many court? You got five quarterbacks on your team? Yeah, and, and you I, start and two. At running back, I have Foster, and um, wow. I have uh, Bradshaw, so they're out this week. So I'm, actually, I have a running back question too, but I don't know. Sure. If that. Well, now I saw Sanchez and Palmer. You said Alex Smith, and what were the other two? <laughs> Tebow and Tebow. I'm starting. I'm starting Sanchez and Palmer. Listen, I like Sanchez on I Thursday have. night. The yeah. Broncos. Listen. We make fun of Mark Sanchez a lot. Uh, a part of it is because we were in Los Angeles and we get sick of hearing about USC constantly. But he has scored 18 or more fantasy points, I think it is, in three of his last four games. He had almost 20 fantasy points last week. He is a good start against the Broncos who can't stop opposing quarterbacks. They are terrible. They've given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any team in the league. And I'm also going Carson Palmer. He's my start of the week and start him and sit him on NFL.com. The Vikings have really struggled against the pass, especially lately. Of course, two of those last three games has been against Aaron Rodgers. But they also just lost Antoine Winfield. I like Palmer. I'm going Palmer, and I'm going Sanchez. Excellent. Have some That's fun. exactly what I had in my lineup. So you yeah. just reiterated. Uh, if you don't mind so I don't get a vote back. here? I, I, oh, am yeah, I done? Sorry. It's <laughs> all ahead, I'm, Harrison. I, I'm done. Uh, I, I go Palmer and Cutler. I like Cutler against San Diego. I do. His protection's been better, and he's got uh, Bennett back, Earl Bennett, his favorite target. And San Diego hasn't exactly been playing like gangbusters. They just made Carson Palmer look like Kenny Stabler. Uh, I'd go Jay Cutler, and I, I, I don't think Sanchez is a bad play, but that, that's my take. Well, how about this? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll uh, see what happens between Sanchez and Cutler, and we'll, uh, the, the loser buys lunch. But, hey, you know what? I already bought your lunch today, number one. Okay, so Fabulous. I don't have to buy you one. What's your second question? Uh, uh, running back, I have Foster and I have uh, Bradshaw, so obviously I'm hurting on those. So I, yeah. uh, my other options are Sean Green, so I was going to start him. And I picked up uh, Ball and um, Morris. So, I mean, I need other than Sean Green, who's a well, no Well, yeah, I, I mean, this is a bad week to, uh, to be – having injury issues and Arian Foster is your number one running back because they're on a bye. I think you roll with Green. If McGahee is active, you roll with Morris. If he's out, you roll with Lance Ball. I completely agree. No dissension there at all. Mm -hmm. uh, appreciate the call. We actually need to take a break. Uh, we are Sirius 210, XM87, NFL Fantasy Live. We'll get into some more calls, and we'll get into some quarterback starts. And when we get back, the Fantasy Cantina. Oh, yeah. We, we right now we're even. We're one for Return of the Jedi, one for Empire, one for Star Wars. But if yeah. you're hey, if you're calling in, you got to bring it with the Star Wars. Yeah. Definitely got to bring it. NFL Fantasy Live back in a sec. Jim, you all with us? <laughs> yeah, I am, guys. Thanks. So, what's uh, the verdict? I'm, I'm I'm a little too old. I was I was young enough to appreciate the the original. So I'm gonna go with the original. No, I don't think he likes you at all. Return of the Jedi. Han Solo finally scores at the end. There. It's Oh, uh, there you see. You just like you just like seeing uh, Carrie Fisher, who was was quite devastating back in the day in her little iron bikini. Exactly. See, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, 
I don't like you either. Have you seen Carrie Fisher lately? Yeah, I have. I said in her younger years. Oh, she's a, she has a pretty good little skit now about her life. Uh, I caught it the other night. But uh, Princess Leia, i got to be honest, never did it for me. No? It never did. In fact, I want to know if Travis in Seattle, if if Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia ever. Think about it when you were a kid, though. Travis, you, know? you on? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Did my, Carrie my, Fisher do it for you? I mean, I was a little young, and my brother watched those nonstop when we go to the video store. That's all he'd get. But she was pretty hot. Yeah, and, and clearly they didn't have bras in space because she was <laughs> flopping around all over the place. Uh, right? Oh, my exactly. Lord. Exactly. Oh, my Lord. Uh, okay, I had what, to say it, Travis. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your question? So I got a couple questions. <laughs> I didn't know how to transition. That was as awkward as it gets. Sorry, <laughs> go for it. So I got uh, wide receiver problems here. A bunch of guys are out with the ham- hammies and stuff. So who do you think I should start here? Per- I got Percy Harvin, Julio Jones. Obviously, he's an iffy still. Uh, I picked up uh, Laurent Robinson off the waiver because I got Miles Austin out. And or I got Crabtree. And you're starting two of those? Yeah, two of those. I got Andre out, Austin's out. I mean, it's just a mess. I, I like Crabtree's matchup against the Cardinals. And I think LeBron Robinson. You know, I, I, I think I, I think you do roll with the guy while he's hot. But the Washington Redskins have given up two touchdowns to wide receivers all year. All year. Two this, so, is t- this is a tough one. There, there's no question. But Harvin has just been all or nothing, and a lot of it's been nothing. As long as, long as they're doubling Des Bryant's side, and we've seen what LaRon Robinson has done to single coverage the last couple of weeks. I mean, how open was he on, on the I would still route? roll with him over Harvin. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just saying. It, it, it's a tough play. By the way, Travis, we didn't get your vote on uh, Star Wars. What's the best movie? I'm going to go with the, uh, the OG. I'm going to go with the original. All right, first one, go. first Star Wars. All right, very good. We've got two for the original Faz. We've got one for Empire, one for Jedi, and our, our producer says uh, Revenge of the Sith. So th- this is getting – It's uh, tough. Are you tallying over there? I, I'm, tallying I, I am I am tallying. So okay. with that, I, I need uh, Jay's take. Jay in Minnesota, what's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Good. 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 i got to go with the original just because uh, – Yeah, no nice. From anything else at the time. I can't believe more people aren't saying Empire. Well, I haven't given my vote Empire yet. Empire was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, but it left you hanging at the end. It was one of those. But that's what made it so up. great. Because hey, oh. then you couldn't wait till Jedi came out. Jay, he does this to me all the time. I have my own fantasy opinion, and he always corrects me in the meeting, so don't feel bad. You roll with the movie you like, right. man. Hey, what? Star Wars is great. I just think Empire was better. Hey, Jay's got a Tebow question. Hit, hit us. Yep. Yeah, I've had Tebow and Shab, and obviously with Shab going down, and then with Tebow's matchup trying to figure out you know, there's a 14 team league so there's not a lot out there so I'm trying to figure out who to go out and uh, waiver wire claim is uh, overnight tonight and I have uh, options are Skelton, T-Jack Ponder, Liner, Liner Painter, not a whole Oof. lot there and I'm just Oof. trying to figure if one of those would be worth picking up and Gosh. I, I mean T-Jacks? I, I like the matchup but man would you start Tavares Jackson over Tim Tebow? No. Honestly, I just roll with Tebow. I listen, unless Alex Smith is out there, maybe because he's got a good matchup. But I just can't. I, I can't start Tavar. I know it's the Rams, but 
Well, we've got to address Skelton here. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. he, had a, he had a big game, I but he's playing, he's playing the 49ers. You have a great defense. Now, Eli did pretty well. He did pretty well. I think he had 16 fantasy points, which is a good game. Obviously not mm-hmm. a great game. But Eli Manning, there's a big difference between Eli Manning, who's been there so many times sure. before, versus John Skelton. I'd probably roll the dice with Tebow, even though I don't love the matchup, uh, and I'm a Tebow guy. I, I'd probably roll them. I just, I, how can you trust Tavares Jackson? I, you can't. And Curtis Painter is not playing this week, and Matt Leinart's not playing this week. There's not much out. I mean, Andy Dalton out there. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Matt Moore maybe. Good that, matchup. That is a. You know, still, this is what happens when you have a bye week and a fourteen. I'd league. still probably go with Tebow. I mean, I, I I am in the sixteen team league, and I'm playing Tebow this week because Roethlisberger's my quarterback, and he's not around this week. So sometimes you got to just suck it up, man, and uh, play a matchup that you'd prefer not to otherwise. Did you see? I got quoted on Deadspin today. You did? Yes. Our boss Tom Brady pulls me aside, takes okay. me to his office, and says, "What'd you say?" Says Harrison. You got them all. You, now everybody calls me Harrison. You, you're on Deadspin because I refer to the Broncos as Tebow. They're just in the rankings. It's just it's just Tebow. I, I got to look at this now. I got to Google <laughs> this. Got, I, yeah, I, I never thought I would make. So you're dead, in Deadspin I, because I, you call the Broncos. Call, you're just going to have to look it up on Deadspin. I was I was surprised, but you know, fantasy projection for Tebow. I don't think he is a single digit player this week. I don't think he has a great game. Don't get me wrong, but I think he does get one passing touchdown. And I do think he puts a little bit up on the ground. Give me 11 points for Tim Tebow. Am I too high? Uh, I think you're right in the ballpark. Even NFL.com, or at least Elliot Harrison, is getting into Tebow mania in the latest install. Wow. I, I, I got to wrap Now you've made it. I gotta, hey, you have made it. You're on Deadspin. That's like being on TMZ. Hey, NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210, XM 87. We're you're gonna my get hero, the, Harrison. We're going to get into the fantasy cantina and some quarterback starts you're and You're my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Coming up and more Star Wars chat, NFL Fantasy Live. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.